it's enough for your salespeople to go out and tell people how good the aircraft is. It's another thing to stand back and let your customer do it. And that's what LA is, is really done. Specific to the S-70I, it's meeting demanding military specifications, which is going to enable our firefighters to fight longer, faster, stronger, and safer. But for the size and weight and class of the aircraft, the performance capabilities are really, really spectacular. This is the Rotorcraft Collective Podcast by Rotor and Wing International. I am your host, Senior Managing Editor Amy Kluber. Today, we are talking Firehawk. You just heard from some key individuals regarding the Firehawk program, and we'll get back to them in a minute. As you might have read among our editorial coverage over the past few months, LA County Fire Department received two Sikorsky S-70I Firehawks as part of a replacement program for its old Bell 412. The aircraft are expected to serve in the 2019 fire season. Other fire units in the states are showing interest toward the Firehawks. There's California's Department of Forestry and Fire Protection, or CAL FIRE, that recently awarded United Rotorcraft a five-year contract to deliver customized versions of the Firehawk. San Diego's Fire Rescue Department, too. That department signed for one Firehawk at Heli Expo. Firefighters very much are needing the help. With the state up for a busy fire season, responding to almost double the wildfire so far this year compared to this time last year, state lawmakers have pushed for more funds for firefighters. So let's hear more about these Firehawks. My name is Mike Sagely, and uh, I'm a senior pilot with Los Angeles County Fire Department Air Operations Section. Mike has been flying helicopters since 1986. He told me how he began his career in the U.S. Army, in which he served for 22 years flying Blackhawks. He began at the county with its Firehawks in 2009, and he told me what it's like at the controls of one. Yeah, obviously, when we're flying around a fire, you, you know, we work um, in a very kind of demanding and complex airspace where we have other aircraft, fixed wing and rotary wing, and we have the command and control aircraft and things of that nature. So the uh, it's probably one of the more dynamic environments that I've flown in, and it's probably the closest thing to some of the experiences I had while in the Army. So what you're what you're doing then is you're trying to you're trying to manage your operation and what I mean by that is is doing your job as effectively as possible, meaning dropping the water on the fire, but also trying to integrate with the other aircraft so that everything sort of flows in a nice productive fashion. And I use that word, I emphasize the word productive, because there are times when there are too many aircraft to where things start to slow down. Uh, because you're waiting for other aircraft to get into position and to make their drops and things of that nature. So you're really continuously looking for aircraft and traffic, and you're continuously trying to manage the rhythm, for for lack of a better word, uh, of the operation. And when the rhythm is going well, uh, that's when you tend to be very productive and things go well and your stress level is much lower and everybody's sort of working together in a nice dance you might say so when you're airborne how do you prepare for such complex water drops and what are some of the key flight controls that must be used in your current fleet of helicopters you're kind of in a constant preparatory mode from the time you depart your water point to the time you drop your water and then return 
kind of uh, tying into what I had said before, where you're flowing into traffic and you are looking at the terrain that you're working on, the wind, the weather conditions associated with the fire, and trying to make sure that you are able to position the aircraft where or in, a, in the best position possible to get the water where it needs to be. So the maneuverability and the stability of the aircraft kind of play a role in it in terms of the flight controls. It's really kind of managing the power of the aircraft, you know, managing just general flight parameters of an aircraft for those that are uh, pilots out there kind of understand what I'm talking about. You know, we are flying heavy. Uh, we do fly in, in difficult conditions and many times with the weather, um, wind, I mean, in terms of wind here, especially in Southern California with the Santa Ana conditions. So the the more stable the aircraft and the two that we have work very well for that, uh, the S-70 especially, it's got some very nice stability systems designed into it. So I would just call it this sort of magical dance that we're all doing out there together, managing a lot of things going on simultaneously. There's a lot of radio traffic and there's uh, other aircraft. So uh, I guess that's about the best way that I can describe it is it's, it's kind of like I said, it's a dance and I would call it, I refer to this at times, uh, doctorate level flying. That's why we uh, tend to hire uh, the higher level experienced pilots because of the complexity of what we do. Now over to the other Mike, Mike Slattery, president of United Rotorcraft, and Jeanette Eaton, Sikorsky's regional vice president for business development for U.S. and Canada. Both gave us an overview of the aircraft's upgrades. Well, if you look at the Firehawk and the, the firefighting equipment package, one of the biggest modifications to the aircraft is the high landing gear modification. And that's where the the gear is actually extended on the Blackhawk to raise the, the aircraft up and provide a lot more ground clearance. So you go from a 20 inch ground clearance up to a 40 inch ground clearance. To utilizing that, we put a tank underneath the aircraft and you have a lot more room for a tank and the, the uh, Firehawk tank can hold a thousand gallons of water. The other thing that it does by making the aircraft higher is that the depth of the tank now is close to 30 inches, and that provides a very good head pressure within the tank. So that water, when you do a water drop, that water wants to get out of that tank. There's a lot of, a lot of pressure that's forcing that water out, and that makes it for a very, very dense, a very, very concentrated water drop. Um, when you have a shallower tank, it, it, it's not able to do that same, same, uh, same uh, characteristic. The other thing, though, about the Firehawk is that it's not just a single a single mission platform. So when you look at the, the Firehawk, it also has the capability and is outfitted to do personnel transport. So you can have up to 12 fire crew in the Firehawk. So you can fly in with the crew, drop them off, go get water, start doing the firefight, and then, um, uh, then put that crew back on in the end and fly home. The other missions it can do, it has an external hoist, so it can do search and rescue um, by sending a crew member down. And it also has uh, some of the aircraft are equipped with medevac capability, so you can put patients on board. Um, you can also still do long line transport uh, cargo or do internal cargo. So the aircraft is very, very versatile. And so even though we, its primary mission is firefighting, there's a lot other missions that it can do. 
I mean, one of the things, um, you know, when Mike was talking about the um, the depth of the tank and why that's so important, because very often when you're fighting over these fires, the fires are so intense that the water can evaporate before it gets a, gets a chance to even reach the ground. And the way this tank is designed with the, dent, with the um, density of the water and the drop, they can control it based on the vegetation. They have a scale from one to eight. And so whether they're going to brush fire, light, medium, or heavy vegetation, the um, tank has enough of the pressure to not only penetrate through that, that vegetation, but get through to the fuel or the base of the fire. And that's really, really critical for effectiveness in a drop, as well as the drop pattern, um, not having any breaks or any thinning out of that particular pattern line. So, the, you know, giving the fire less chance to, to jump the fire line. As we know, the Firehawk was based on the Blackhawk. Jeanette spoke more on this and why it made it the ideal platform for the versatile use of the Firehawk. Um, so with Mike, I myself have also been on the program more than 20 years. And if you look at the history with L.A. County, what happened is um, they had some fires back in 1993, the Topanga Canyon fires. And that um, gave them the urge to try to find a replacement for their current aircraft. So for over two years, they researched everything out on the market. And what they came out to find was the best answer was the Black Hawk. And it was the Black Hawk because it was designed for safety, designed for performance and austere and high temperatures and altitude conditions. And uh, especially in California, they're fighting fires or they're having to do mission work from between sea level to 10,000 feet, 14,000 feet, I heard, out from Cal Fire. So it was a combination of having um, the temperature performance, uh, being able to withstand very hot, high altitudes in, in high temperature conditions. They have the Santa Ana winds out there, 50 to 70 knot winds, and they have to have excellent tail rotor authority. That was very important to them, as, real, as well as great maneuverability and responsiveness. And the Black Hawk being born a military platform, that's exactly what it was designed to. So it gave them all those performance benefits, plus the safety and crashworthiness or survivability that, that these guys needed, especially when they're being you know, put into some of the most intense conditions and putting their life on the line. You want to be in the safest platform possible. And that's how the Black Hawk was selected for this mission. Both Mike and Jeanette gave us a pretty good in-depth look at the mission equipment on the aircraft that units like L.A. County are using in their firefighting efforts. Specific to the S-70I, it's meeting demanding military specifications, which is going to enable our firefighters to fight longer, faster, stronger, and safer. Behind safety design, increased with power and performance capabilities of the Firehawk, will allow it to operate in the California diverse terrain, going from sea level to 10,000 foot mountains in hot temperatures and high altitude with precision and accuracy for an increased margin of safety. And in these type of conditions, all helicopter performance degrades, but because of its unique performance capabilities, the Firehawk is able to operate and maneuver into situations, areas and conditions where other aircraft just simply cannot perform the mission. So a big benefit there. And and how this comes about is the S-70I has a new design with wide cord rotor blades for enhanced lift. And at the same power, same torque, same conditions, the wide cord blades contribute to about an uh, increase in lift of 500 to 570 pounds aerodynamically, which is you know dependent on 
altitude, as well as increased stall speed on the blade, which increase, which equates to increased speed. So increased speed, we're looking at approximately 12 knots improvement for our best range speed. We also went to a high-speed uh, machined airframe, which has given us about 25% uh, increase in the airframe fatigue strength and improved corrosion protection. That combined with a digital glass cockpit with a flight management system for enhanced situational awareness and the precision ho hover capability using enhanced GPS and the inertial navigation system. And then the next thing we also look at is we all went to a new um, engine, the 701D engine, and that provides improved efficiency with additional power. So we're looking about an 8% increase in power contribution at max torque, as well as a 35% improvements in erosion prevention. And then one of the major factors just between the S70i, which is basically a mic model, but what we did is we stripped out what we call um, the um, survivability systems are really military defensive systems. And it's about 940 pounds lighter than the mic model, which is a key to allow maximum water load. So when you're taking on um, water or, you know, uh, increased payload in equates to increased weight. I mean, less weight, which equates to increased water and increased fuel. So things um, that we're talking about is our HERS, which is our hover um, infrared suppression system. It adds weight, it takes away from the power, adds drag. So we're increasing the performance without taking away any of the reliability or safety of the aircraft. And um, as I was saying, you know, all, removing all these military application for commercial provides the substantial weight savings, which again, the ability to carry more weight means the ability to carry more water, more fuel. And that also, that large volume of water provides a larger head pressure in the tank, the tank design, which is an extremely important aspect in fire suppression. Yeah, and another thing to add on the control side uh, is that the aircraft um, has, you know, since it's multi-mission, the controls that the pilot has access to um, can do a number of different missions. So for instance, when you're doing a hoist mission, um, uh, or, a, or a firefighting mission, one of the things you want to be able to do is get rid of, get rid of weight. And so the, the controls on the cyclic, when you're in a, a firefighting requirement, you want to be able to dump water, e-dump water. When you're doing a, um, a hoist mission, you want to be able to shear the hoist cable. Uh, and so what we do is we, we change the controls so you have what they call a mission switch that changes between the different missions that the aircraft does. <coughs> by moving that switch, that actually changes what different different switches do on the cyclic and collective because there's simply not a room, room for all the switches we need, so we make a multi-mission. So the tank control panel uh, is, is going to show a number of different things. One is the quantity of the, of the water that's in the tank. It also gives you control over the ability to, um, to, to inject foam into the water and then also to um, control the, the, the amount of water that you're going to drop at any given time and the density of the water that you're going to drop. So it's, it's very versatile from that standpoint. So what now for the Firehawk? With the new S70Is set to go into service for some units in California, California will be in good hands as the state faces increasingly destructive wildfire seasons. The aircraft as a design uh, has, has three things that are built into the design of essentially any aircraft that are important, and that's maneuverability, stability, and controllability. 
And anytime you really push for one of those, uh, you you generally lose the other. So, for example, if you really want maneuverability, you sometimes lose the stability of the aircraft. The Blackhawk or the F-70 Firehawk has those three things kind of built into it that really make a wonderfully flying aircraft that is very stable, very maneuverable, very controllable, even at the high gross weights that we tend to fly when we're in water dropping operations. And that then carries over to what I talked about previously, which is the fatigue factor is lowered so substantially in the aircraft so that uh, you can continue to work, work effectively, work safely, uh, especially, and, uh, you know, until your job is finished and the fire is, is pretty much out. The actual performance of the helicopter is also very impressive in that we can carry substantial loads even to higher elevations and higher temperatures that we typically have in L.A. County. Um, those who understand performance of helicopters realize that when you start going up in elevation and you start going up in temperature, the performance of any aircraft or any helicopter starts to go down, and that performance directly equates to payload. The payload for us is water. So that means that obviously as you go higher and hotter, you can, you can only, you end up taking less water. But we still have the ability with that aircraft to carry a large enough load to where it has a significant impact on the fire. Other aircraft, uh, in some instances, the water load becomes so small because of that performance factor that it's, that it's, you know, not nearly as effective. Well, you know, for us, I think this has been a, um, this has, has broken us into a lot, a lot of a new market. You know, as a lot of people consider, you know, no United Rotorcraft is an EMS modifier, but really we're an aircraft modifier, mission centric. So once there's an aircraft out there or, or a mission out there that needs an aircraft, that's what we do is work with our customers very closely uh, to make sure that they get the right aircraft for the mission and do all the, mo you know, all the customization. But getting into the Firehawk like this um, with Sikorsky as, as a teammate, I think is just a whole new realm, but it, it's going to make a difference in people's lives because California needs this aircraft. And one of the arguments has been, well, the Blackhawk is somewhat, it's more expensive than other options. And they're absolutely right. And the reason is the Firehawk is the most effective firefighting aircraft in its class and probably one of the most cost efficient aircraft flying, rotor wing aircraft flying for firefighting missions. There's an old adage, never take a knife to a gunfight. Well, that's what the Blackhawk does. It goes in and it fights fires and it does the job. Liked what you heard? Let us know. Rotorandwing.com slash podcasts. Or leave a review in iTunes. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and check us out on Twitter. Until next time. 